Hey guys, welcome to ANX Gamecast level 72. I'm Unbiased Ann and I'm here with Genesis and our guest today is Ray from Vagabond Nerds. How's it going guys? It's going good. How are y'all? I'm I'm super tired. Uh it's hot outside. <laughs> It's, it's hot. It, it, it hot is hot in here. It um, is hot in here. But yeah, it's um super tired. Went to bed, I don't know, 2, 2 45, 3 o'clock in the morning. Yeah. Meeting with some video production guy. I guess I can call him that. Shout out. Yeah, I went to bed. Yeah. So You went to bed. <laughs> yeah. Like, so, I, all I know is it's hot outside. It is hot. Uh, be, before the show, I was Caucasian. I walked to y'all's studio and uh, I'm... I'm Hispanic and brown now. It's yeah. crazy. Yeah. Well, at least yeah. you got a tan was, out of it. I was wondering I what happened. A tan. You know, what I know. Was happening? It's crazy. <laughs> All right. What are you guys excited to talk about today? Ooh, uh, we got some uh, some good movie stuff that we want to talk about. Dark Phoenix. We got the SDCC that literally just happened. Still going on right now. Yeah. I can't wrap my head around um, Comic-Con stuff, but I'm definitely excited to talk about Dark Phoenix. Yeah. Yeah. Me, I, me too. You too? Dark Phoenix. All right. Well, let's go ahead and do the social media thing real quick. Follow us at ANX Gamecast on Facebook. Uh, sorry, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Twitch, SoundCloud, and the Apple Podcast app. Any emails about today's show, please send them to podcast at anxgamecenter.com. And semi, semi big news. We're now on Google Play Store. We're on that's, Spotify. That's, that's big news, man. That's, that that's is big news. Okay. That is big news. So Ooh. find us on Spotify, Google Play Store, Podbean. I think we're also on iHeartRadio. It's all big news right there. That's a big, big. That's that. That's a big, big news. That's a big, big news. So let's go ahead and jump into round one. And let's talk to Raymond for a little bit. Let's talk to me. What are we talking about? What do y'all want to talk about? Let's talk. Raymond. <laughs> what was that? Do that again. What? That's awesome. Uh, oh, this is Fake Tana, by the way. Fake Tana. Raymond. Man, you see how she said my name? Like, can I date her? Is she real? You said fake? That's yeah, fake, Tana. So. I've dated some fake people, but I mean, oh, okay. still. Oh! I know. She's, <laughs> she sounds hot, though, man. I'm all about that one. All right, so. Raymond. I'll take her home later. She's going to walk out with the box. Right. I am. <laughs> so we want to get to know Ray from ba- Vagabond Nerds, so... You have a podcast. I think you just nailed it, man. So, uh, part of the one of the three co-hosts from Vagabond Nerds. Okay. Uh, we are live with Dallas on Air. Uh, dot com. We are on Facebook under Vagabond Nerds. We are on YouTube under Vagabond Nerds. Uh, do that quick plug. You yeah. can catch us and email us at vagabondnerds at gmail dot com. Okay. Um, certainly hit us up on Facebook, like I said, or YouTube. We've got our stuff there. Yeah. So your YouTube is there, but the Facebook is your primary right now. Facebook at the moment's our primary. Yeah. Uh, we we got to catch up to that big big Google Play and uh, Spotify, and Spotify and iHeartRadio. We're not there yet, but we're we're making our way. Okay. So, so, so what's your podcast about? So uh, it's exactly what it is, man. Right. The, the whole terminology of vagabond is everywhere, uh, and, and not staying home to one place. Nerds, I think kind of speaks for itself. Uh, so basically we like to put on our stuff that we're a show about everything, okay. uh, not without stealing from Seinfeld, but you know, Hey, you know, we go all over the place. We've had everyone from uh, a couple comic book guests to a couple people from agent aliens talking okay. uh, that. So uh, it's just we're all over, man. Movies, comic book movies, uh, soon to be, and I'm probably going to be spoiling some stuff, but soon to be music. We we want to cover some stuff on there as well. Oh so, wow, okay. So what? All right. What? Yeah, just like <laughs> if I could get if I could get Jay Z on, yeah, it'd be good. Yeah, you'd be big time. Be, oh, oh yeah, uh, <laughs> you you own Spotify, at that right? Point. That would be <laughs> awesome. 
it'd be Spotify, Google Play, and, and everything else under the sun right there. Yeah. I think he listens to our podcast. So, Jay-Z, you reach out to Vagabond Nerds. Yeah. They want to yeah, they pre- want to. We'd, we'd appreciate it if <laughs> you guys could do that for and us. Then, Thank I you. mean, if you got five minutes for our show, Yeah, just too. come on, you know. <laughs> just even stop I by. I can't really see the Jigger Man playing video games. I, that doesn't... I, no, I can't visualize. It. I, you know, I don't know. I don't know. We, I, I think, I, I think I could. You know, okay, maybe in his younger days, especially. You know, yeah. But all, all of our heroes and all of our musical heroes, I feel like getting older. Uh, yeah, you know. So yeah. who knows? Too many buttons. Okay, we can talk about regular Nintendo. I mean, well, for Jay Z, it might be you know Atari. Well, uh, well, Illuminati. It may be something we've never even seen. That's, that's true. true. He's it got his be, own thing. It could be the PS Seven for all that's we right. know right now. PS Seven on the six G phone. So I said, yep. yeah, exactly right. <laughs> Um, so anyway, yeah, check out Vagabond Nerds. Uh, we've given, we've talked about you before on the show, all negative stuff. Yeah, no. we, hey, hey, we get it. <laughs> <laughs> um, so um, uh, check them out on Facebook at, at Vagabond, Vag- Nerds. Vagabond Nerds. Yeah, and uh, I co-host with uh, Sean Walker and Jason McLean, and um, you know, it's just something we started a couple of years back, and just thought, you know, hey, this would be a be fun thing to do. I mean, everyone, it's, you're not living until you got a podcast, right? I mean, right. that's kind of how everyone is right Pretty now. Pretty much. So we're living. There you go. <laughs> so you are alive. Yeah, we are. Yeah. We, are, we are woke and alive. Okay. So anyway, now that we know Raymond and Vagabond nerds a little bit, let's jump into... Round two. And usually, we do like some anime review and all that kind of stuff. Not today. We're going to get to know Raymond, but we're going to jump right into the Dark Phoenix <sighs> review. Oh, what was that? So I saw it. Did y'all I see hope, it? I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> and she was like, oh, that's why you're on the show. Man. Right. <laughs> like, if it's not, like, it's I don't like, want you, know you back. He I goes, I hope so. Well, I'm ready to talk about Comic-Con. No. Um, uh, yeah. So. Where do you want to start? I want to start here. This is where I want to start. Because I am. I'm not saying this, this was a good movie. I'm not even saying that I enjoyed this movie. But my problem with this movie, since it's been out, is the amount of people that saying that they're not going to go watch it just because they heard so many bad things about it and not even anything specific. I'm looking at right now, Rotten Tomatoes, 23 percent. Yeah. So just based off of that, again, not saying that I didn't want to do a show with Ray from Vagabond Nerds, but the people that we would normally review this with didn't even go see it based off of this kind of stuff i would never can i just let me just say something all right i would never not go see a movie or go see a movie based on rotten tomatoes i just i feel like i've seen that off so many times of what i thought so i'm like just go see it like if you're if you're into that kind of stuff just go see it don't worry about that so we've covered it on our show a couple times as well um the whole rotten tomatoes scoring database there and um my feeling is this i'm a lot with you on that right like i i'm not gonna go and judge something by what someone else sees there are plenty of movies that i love that um you know not even genesis likes right right man of steel um (laughs) (laughs) so so see i listen to your show i was gonna say you heard the debate i I, I, I listen to the show (laughs) we just we just dropped that podcast i saw now i I saw that an apple podcast app and spotify and spotify and And google play and (laughs) iHeartRadio. everywhere it's everywhere um but but no i mean it's like that's the same thing and so i want to lead with with this if i may dark phoenix it is by far not the worst X-Men movie out there. When you've got X-Men The Last Stand, when you have Wolverine Origins, yeah, this is not the worst. But, you know, I think what this suffers from, um, and to your point about not having anyone to review it, we talked about it on our show. 
And that was the thing too. We just, we took a vote and we we're like, I don't think we have enough interest out of the three of us to go see this. So, mm-hmm. you know, when I got that, uh, text from you, I was like, you know what? I really actually do want to go see this. Um, and so when I went to go see it, I'll tell you this, I walked out and I thought this movie, um, is directly affected by the events of the MCU proper, uh, meaning Endgame, mm-hmm. Captain Marvel and everything else. I, th- I think if this movie came out a year earlier, yeah, even even with Infinity War, but if it just came out one year earlier. When it was supposed to, didn't it get when delayed? When it was supposed to. Multiple times. I don't think this movie gets crapped on as much as it is right now. Right. I just don't see it. Yeah. No, now, not that we're going to jump into the ending yet, but we know the ending was kind of weird. There was a lot of things mm-hmm. that had to be reshot because right. obviously we know that um, Disney acquired... Disney whole, acquired Fox. The Fox. So supposedly the last five or t- the last two to five minutes of this movie um, ended up marrying almost directly to Captain Marvel. And so Marvel Studios did say, hey, you, no, no. I didn't know that. No. I, I, I didn't know that at all. That's a big thing right now. Interesting. So, yeah. So th- so this movie here. So again, this whole 23 Rotten Tomatoes, Metacritic, 43 percent. A lot of people just like you said crapping on mm-hmm. it just for no reason my i think my main thing is I, I guess i'm okay with rotten tomatoes to a certain extent but not when you have um reviews and and things that are happening on rotten tomatoes before a movie even comes out it's like how are you even able to rate things before the movie before pe- most people have even seen the movie so and i'll tell you this um rotten tomatoes that's the one thing they got wrong i mean i would argue that till um you know uh, white in the face until you um, go back to being Caucasian <laughs> until I go back to being Caucasian that's yeah. right um, <laughs> huh? my my guys are laughing right now because they're like well he actually is the whitest guy on our show with the last name of Perez um, <laughs> but yeah I mean it's just uh, Rotten Tomatoes biggest thing was is they never should have allowed you know reviews coming prior to anything coming out mm-hmm. um, it makes no sense it, it doesn't make no it doesn't make any sense and it's still because once you have audience reviews go in it's always going to have the chance to be tainted but mm-hmm. to be done that way before a movie even hits the theater uh, that's ridiculous I yep. mean they should have realized that when they were you know first on setup but hey you know things get out of control you're not thinking about it and in hindsight being 2020 they're trying to fix it now but i mean how many movies have been truly affected by what rotten tomatoes did i, I don't think it was the case with dark phoenix i think i think it did have a little bit of effect with dark phoenix even stuff like captain marvel um because mm-hmm. in my opinion it, it makes no sense that a movie like aquaman made more money than captain marvel they both made a lot of money yeah but I think just generally speaking overall as a as a movie as a whole i think captain marvel is a better movie than aquaman it does it just oh, doesn't, yeah. doesn't even it, it doesn't make sense especially leading up after um infinity war leading up into endgame but aquaman outsold it it's kind of strange this is what i'll this is what i'll say about that because i heard i heard that uh, review from you guys as well um the difference is is Captain Marvel is a more rounded movie than what Aquaman is, mm-hmm. but I just have more fun at Aquaman. To me, I, you know, that is one where as soon as I see the first five minutes, I know I got to shut my brain off. I'm going to go <laughs> have fun and I'm going to enjoy it for what it is because nothing I'm about to see is going to be Shakespeare underwater. You know, yeah. um, I'm just not able to. And no, I think yeah. we had we've had similar conversations before where it's like <clears throat> the people who can do that can enjoy more than what i can enjoy so that's just not for movies but i do the same thing with games music i do it with 
everything, the, the freaking graphic card that I just put in my computer. Well, right. and also your big thing is he Genesis doesn't like to. Well, you know, I'm going to rate this differently because it's like this. He's very much like, no, rate it, period. How does it rate up against this? Don't give it any kind of benefit of the doubt or any like, but it's this, you know, whatever. It's the first one. It's the, no, nah, I don't care, man. Like, I don't. It's like good acting. Just graphics good. Just the story good. Keep it moving. He doesn't know how to turn that thing off. Yeah. He's just kind of yeah. like, it's bl- it's like real black and white to him. We, yeah. we have a very much a... um uh a pass for what popcorn films are mm-hmm. right um popcorn film means that for the next two and a half hours two hours however it seems like movies are getting longer again um but for however long it's going to be uh, we're just we know we got to shut down certain things um you know and with dark phoenix it, it, i think a lot of what my rating for this movie is going to end up being um will be probably more than it deserves but because it had been crapped on so much i didn't expect nothing going into this movie mm. so i kind of ex- i kind of mm-hmm. went in with that expectation right let me just let me just be surprised if there is something that's good right so that's usually the best when you think you're when you're like oh let's see i've heard terrible mm-hmm. it usually is it's usually better than you thought because you're expecting like the worst yeah you know so my my thought process with this movie is um the ending was eh right because mm-hmm. We knew it was going to be the last one, probably with all of these characters, right? So knew that going in. So that's one of the only things that I kind of went in with in my mind. Like, oh man, this is the last time I'm going to see these people, right? And these characters, probably. Um, but two, I feel like the thing that was wrong with Dark Phoenix for me is the same thing that was wrong with like Apocalypse. That there was a lot of battle scenes where it was more um, a psychological battle between Jean or Dark Phoenix and whoever she was fighting um, versus a physical battle. And like, I want to see a physical battle. I'm tired of all these like mind battle of the minds. Well, I think, I, like, think I, I, I get, she's a psychic mutant. I get all, all of that, but I, yeah. I think at its core though, it is trying very much to be a drama Yeah. right now, whether it does it effectively or not is a different story. And certainly in this movie, um, Sorry, I'm going to get used to saying this is a spoilers, right? <laughs> so certainly in this movie, um, there are moments where I would love to see this more drawn out because you definitely could tell where they, they wanted to take it a certain direction. And after all the reshoots and after mm-hmm. all the stuff that they had to take it a different direction because, you know, basically it's Kevin Feige swinging his bat going, nah, it's not going to work for us. That's going to be too close to us. And quite frankly, we own you now. Right. right? So how about so we you're do, do what I tell X, you. right? And yeah. I'm not sure if that happened or not, but yeah. there are certainly parts of this movie where you feel like they meant to capitalize on, uh, for instance, Xavier's um, uh, ego, right? Mm-hmm. During this movie, which Spoiler is... Spoiler alert. There you go. Hey, look yeah. at that, man. He just likes pressing that button. I just, just like, yeah, I'm, I'm taking her home. Um, <laughs> so... Uh, but certainly, um, his ego in this whole flick is something to have been explored. I mean, if this is a television series, you get three episodes just off of that. And instead, this is truncated, reduced version of what he's going through and the fact that he's, um, and I was listening to an interview with, uh, James McVeigh, uh, mm-hmm. is it McVeigh, right? And, uh, or McVoy, McAvoy. McAvoy, um, yeah. And he was even saying, he was like, this is him buying into his own press. And I love that fact. I love that they were showing it. And I love that, uh, you know, Mystique, uh, you know, uh, who is, uh, my gosh, I just forgot her name. Um, 
but the actress I was playing, they, they could start calling him out on that. So Raven or yeah, Raven, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, Jennifer Lawrence. Jennifer Lawrence, thank you. Yeah. And and where she's calling him out on that to sit there and say, hey, you know, you're you're actually letting this get to your head. So let's talk about Jennifer Lawrence real quick since you brought her up. Um, I didn't see that little movie where, where she was out with the wolves or something. I don't remember some big movie that came... Not big movie, but it was a movie that kind of put her on the map. I oh was, yes, cold, uh, not cold mountain in Hunger Games. No, no, no. Before that, she was in. It's something mountain. Brokeback Mountain. No, oh. but it's really good. I did see it. I can't remember what's. Brokeback Mountain or the one with her. Or the both. one with her. Or both. I have oh, not okay. seen Brokeback Mountain. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, me either. Um, but I don't. I don't know what all the hype is with her. I think I've seen. I not love seen. Her. I've I've heard of more because I haven't seen them all. I've heard of more of her movies bombing than the ones that have re- actually been a big success. And I th- I thought she was horrible in this movie. I love her. Okay, but I th- I thought she was bad and like just bad yeah. in this movie. I, I will tell you right now. Um, she gave Michelle Williams from Venom a run for her money as far as worst, worst. supporting actress. Yeah, and you know what's crazy. Uh, both are very I think they're both really they're, good actresses they're wonderful actresses what? they are great I was just talking about this the other day with somebody Michelle Williams in Venom I'm like what was that no. what? she's she, a really good actress huh? she was the best CGI effect in Venom I mean it was just sad and yeah. I feel the same here in fact the only issue that I had <clears throat> with costume designs and CGI uh, in the whole movie was Mystique and, and Raven and Jennifer Lawrence's performance I mean if if I was gonna rate this just on her, it'd be like a negative two. Yeah, I mean it was just that it was bad. bad. And, um, and and she and she has to be good in this in this movie in the series. Like you're the biggest name actor yeah. in in the movie now. Yeah. Like you, that would not have been the case with like she was in First Class, right? Well, even in Days and of Future Past, she was awesome in that. Days of Future Past. Okay, that's one. Yeah. That she might was. Be what I'm thinking of because. Yeah. Anything, well, let me put it this way. Was she in one where, where Patrick Stewart was also in it? Yeah, that was Days of Future Past. Right. right. So, okay, you don't have to carry the film then. Right? Yeah. Because you have... Yeah, it's great cast. Right. But this one, it's like, no, you, you kind of you have to carry this one. Well, Because like, you're, you're the biggest actor here, actress and, here. And again, to that point, though, I'm glad they did what they did with her character as quickly Spoiler alert. as they did it, which was killing her. She which got murked. And I don't even know if it's a spoiler alert. I mean, good Lord, you know, Fox ruined that in the trailers leading up to this. Mm-hmm. Is that, you know, we all kind of figured out she's going to, she's got to die. You know, even if Disney hadn't bought out Fox, you kind of saw that whatever they were going to do was not going to include her going forward. And she did. She phoned in this performance. Yep. You know. And even the one big line that she had that <clears throat> should have been worth something. Yeah. Was she say something like it should be called the X-Women yeah or, or something along those lines like you didn't pull that line off to me yeah. it was very similar to michael b jordan in black panther when he said his line about jumping the ship because of the ancestors yeah. and blah 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 like i like what you said but you didn't really pull it off you didn't make me believe that you actually believe in this it's it's not the avengers assemble moment right so no uh-huh. and i i get it um so yeah she 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 um, she didn't kill the movie for me she got close. Had she been in the movie any longer than what she was, I I think I really would have just been like, you know what? Still not the worst because I'm gonna have that hat off to to <laughs> Wolverine Origins. Always will have be the worst X Men film for me. Mm-hmm. Um, I still can watch it, but it's rough. I mean, it's very rough. Um, 
But yeah, her performance just sucked in this movie. So I'm I'm glad you brought up like the previews and the trailer. So let's talk about that real quick. I think I got hit, and I and I told myself I would never get hit with this. Which okay, let me let me rewind. Fourth wall. Let me break down the fourth wall. Um, I would have went to go see this movie anyway, because my favorite comic book is Uncanny X Men. Like I grew up on an X Men fan, a Marvel fan, X Men fan. Um, however. When V for Vendetta came out, shout out, shout out. I saw the previews, and I was like, "Oh, crap! Like this looks dope. I'm gonna go watch it." Watched it, watched it. Um, yeah, basically all of the action scenes were in the trailer. Mm-hmm. Everything oh, else yep. for V for Vendetta yeah. was a drama, and I was like a polit- like a more like a political kind of back and forth, and I was like. It's not that it was a bad movie, but I was like, this is not what I was expecting. I got got by the trailers. Yeah. So I will tell people this about Dark Phoenix. Be careful with the trailer. Oh, uh, for sure. Like, yeah. if you're going to go watch it, just go watch it. Don't worry about the trailers because the trailers, oh man, they pulled some They're reality. misleading. Yeah, they pulled some reality TV stuff and it, you, it, it made it seem like people were talking to each other and engaging in certain things. And then we watched the movie, like never, never happened yeah. or never materialized. And I was just like, ugh. And then again, you see most of the action, or in the trailer. How much of it was cut? Yeah, that's another thing. That's how much of it was cut? Because the very first trailer that came from this was without the third act being rewritten. Mm-hmm. You know, so how much of this was actually in it? Well, let's let's talk about the the one that I that stands out to me. The one where um, Magneto faces off with Dark Phoenix. Yeah, and in the trailer they showed, did you come here to kill me? And then he says yes or whatever. Well, that whole fight scene in the actual movie. Spoiler alert. was trash. And it was over very quickly. And not that I wouldn't think that it would be based off what I know about Dark Phoenix Mm -hmm. versus a Magneto. That's not really. That's not really a fair fight. However, in the trailer, they made you believe like, oh, snap, Magneto about to go off on Dark Phoenix. Is that wait? Is that Eric? The yeah. one that uh-huh. was, okay, that's yeah. what I thought. Yeah. Okay. yeah, so it was just like I liked him, Michael Fassbender. I liked him; he was a good actor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, mm-hmm. yeah, and I kind of, kind of hope. I don't know if it's wishful thinking that maybe he is Magneto again. I don't know. I like him as Magneto. I don't like Professor X as Professor X. No, at at all. Like it's Where, not believable. Where's Jean Luc? Right, <laughs> right. Um, when we get to to round three for uh, <laughs> SDCC talk, that that's that's one on my list. Um, okay. Yeah. So yeah. So be, just like I said, just be careful with the trailers. Yeah, and here's the thing, right? Like I I do say that actually one of my favorite lines in this movie was rather the interaction between him and Scott when they're about to go, uh, you know, confront Dark Phoenix or Phoenix. And Scott just blatantly was like, dude, touch her. I'm killing you. Like, Aww. and I just loved it because he gave so much passion to that one line and it came out of nowhere. Like, I mean, that's, that was the, uh, that was that movie's, uh, one F bomb drop for PG 13. Right. And right, I thought right. he delivered it great. So, but let's talk about him for a second. <laughs> always underdeveloped. Scott Summers is always underdeveloped in every single X-Men movie that's ever been. It's like, Jean's like taller than him. <laughs> she might even be swollen than him. He's scrawny. He doesn't look. He looks intimidating. like he's sixteen years old. Right. He looks because uh, that's a uh, Ty, and I can't remember his last name. Uh, but he also was the the kid from uh, Ready Player One. 
which Still we haven't, haven't seen. seen. Okay, so <laughs> it's a running joke. Don't here. don't ruin. I'm that not going to ruin it okay. for you, but I will say he did look a little bit more built in that than he does here. And I couldn't quite under. I didn't know if it was just the costumes that they did, you know. And they tried to play some, you know, homage to the costumes that were done uh, during Josh Whedon's run, mm-hmm. uh, you know, on the book. And so there was certainly some stuff in there where, uh, you know, again, it's questionable. It, this this movie is frustrating for the fact of the matter is, is that there were so many different directions that they could have went mm-hmm. and maybe they did go. We just don't know. I mean, maybe it got left on the cutting room floor or whatever, but this movie irritates me. Not like the first time they tried to do the dark Phoenix where it was just a bunch of BS Nonsense. to get there. Yeah. This one frustrates me. And as this movie could have been infinitely better and one of the better talked about uh, comic book movies than what we end up getting at the actual let, let me let me throw this out there and you correct me if you're wrong because you are you are you are now the the comic book aficionado for ANS Gamecast <laughs> like and we uh, just decided yeah so <laughs> just but, not that Joss Whedon bit <laughs> yeah but so correct me if I'm wrong and this is totally my opinion but if you take like the mass amount of characters that are that's in Endgame and you kind of dwindle that down a little bit mm-hmm. the dark phoenix story to me is 10 times more fascinating and dangerous than this infinity thing with thanos the infinity saga encompassed everything right mm-hmm. um including in the comic books and it was epic mm-hmm. but the amount of drama heartache and way infinitely better portrayal of Cyclops and Scott Summers um, should have eclipsed Endgame right. by far. Right. And I think at one point they had talked about this movie being two movies. And I will say that there are certain scenes in this that make it seem like it should have been two movies. And like they had planned out this much grander vision than what actually got allowed to be played out. Um, but absolutely by saying that, yeah, I mean, that's absolutely true. It's that... Yeah. Dark Phoenix should always have been a better because it was it was uh, galactic in scale just like right. Endgame. Right. Well, you, you it's your, kind of you know, your first introduction in, to like Omega level mutants, right? I don't know mm-hmm. who else is like on that scale in um, Avengers or that whole universe or in MCU at all right now. I mean, in theory, no one should be. Right. Scarlet Witch is coming close, and that's she's, the one. She's close. That's the one thing I loved about Endgame is they showed her. Scarlet Witch would have won that fight between her and Thanos. Right. She was killing him. Right. You but know. then, but if you just look at X Men side, which we haven't mm-hmm. even started talking about Storm yet. Yeah. Storm is also gets close to an Omega level mutant. Mm-hmm. I don't know if she actually got there, but we know Phoenix is. So you have all of this that's just not being developed properly. Scott Summers. Yeah. Um, Dark Phoenix. You, you, and and I was waiting for the last fight in this movie to like let's finally show phoenix doing her thing Mm -hmm. what she is actually capable of i didn't really get that either i didn't i didn't get that payoff and i was like where's the epic like final battle like phoenix doing something epic anything so and it didn't happen so originally uh, a couple things that that this movie wasn't able to do that they actually had on paper um the aliens were supposed to be the scrolls Oh, right. guess right. guess you lost that fight. Yeah, right. <laughs> right. Um, the battle was supposed to take place. The last battle was supposed to take place in two different locations. One 
on in the lawn of the White House, mm-hmm. and then the second one was in space. Right. Um, it was supposed to include the Shi'ar Empire from the comic books. Right. Which, for those of you guys who don't know, basically that storyline ends with uh, Xavier going, hey, let me go do this for a while, and he leaves. Mm-hmm. You leave Scott in charge. Um, but by the time the that storyline wraps up, Scott's dead. Mm-hmm. Um, you, there's just a lot of different things in here. Marvel, sorry, let me rephrase this, Fox spent a lot of time doing what Marvel comics did in the nineties. And they're like, who do we want to just put on this pedestal? Mm-hmm. And that's Wolverine. Right. And Wolverine, what which, people don't realize he started was, off as a secondary character, right, which was always strange to me when I, when I grew up and it just could have just been me. Yeah. Like I wasn't worried about, I wasn't checking for Wolverine. Yeah. Like it, it was like, okay, he's there. He has a, it was X-Men uh, proper. He has an interesting backstory. Weapon X. I'm more interested in Weapon X than mm-hmm. I am in Wolverine. I'm more, I'm more interested in Weapon X in the future mm-hmm. with one one hand um, and an evil like Cyclops, whatever, that they got into that fight. I'm more interested in that than the current Logan went around in his yellow suit. Yeah, I was more, it was more like, I was fascinated by Professor X, Dark Phoenix, Cyclops was my number one in any, everything that Storm could do. See, I didn't grow up with X-Men, but I, like when I got older, I really like, I bought into the X-Men brand. Yeah. I really liked all the characters. But I bought into the Wolverine, I guess, because they just started pushing it. They pushed. They he's push like it. John Cena of. of yeah. <laughs> so I was, you know, I like Wolverine. I'm like all about Wolverine. Well, and, and that's the thing, though. But like it became a glut of Wolverine. Yeah. During the 90s. And it transferred over to Fox during the movies. And, and to be fair, they treated him great. But he was never supposed to be the main character of these no. movies. Mm-hmm. It was supposed to be uh, Xavier, supposed to be Eric, Lynn, you know, mm-hmm. and it, it's supposed to be really Scott and Gene. Right. You know, the X-Men, when you think about it from a comic book standpoint, you think about the three mutants that were always around. You're talking Scott, you're talking Gene, you're talking uh, Beast, you're talking Angel. Right. Um, and, and you're... Uh, and Bobby, Iceman. Right. Right. Th- these are the original core characters. And even in first class, they don't quite get the main ones together. Well, then, yeah. especially when you start talking about Scott Summers and his brothers. When you, oh, absolutely. When you start talking about um, Gene and Scott and their children mm-hmm. or offspring, or even if it's the, the clone of Gene, whatever you want to call yeah. it, and their importance. Madeline Pryor. Yeah. Yeah. Their importance to the universe. Yeah. What? What do you like? What? Yeah. Like, and I think we see a completely different tonal shift when Marvel Studios officially takes on the mutants. Yeah. I think you do see a first off, someone for, you know, Christ's sake, give me <laughs> a Scott Summers who has always been portrayed as Scott Summers is one bad day away from taking off his visor and leveling a mountain. No, right. and that is not what we saw. And that's no. not what we get. Like yeah. in any of them, it's like, yeah. hey, I'm just going to pew, 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 you know, like yeah. what? it's like if he if he loses control, it's yeah, it's 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 someone's, everybody. Yeah, it's someone's ass at that point. Right. Right. And I love that because even in uh, again, because it's one of my favorite runs, but even in Josh Whedon's run. He's got this line from Logan where, you know, they're, they're talking about it and he, he looks over him and, and Logan's sitting at the bedpost and he's looking at, uh, Scott and, uh, Emma Frost in bed. And, you know, this is not too far after Gene's been killed for the upteenth time. And he's just like, Hey, remind me again, which, uh, stage of grieving is this? <laughs> and Scott it doesn't really even do anything. Just lifts the glasses. 
all of a sudden Logan's like a, a mile from the school mm-hmm. burnt to a crisp. And it's that point of, you know, if Scott ever really decides to become a man, he'd kill us all. Right. You that know? is so interesting. Cause like you, like you always say, Genesis, he, Wolverine's got the machine behind him. Yeah. Like they're pushing. I've, I yeah. never even. Now, now don't, don't get me wrong. Uh, as far as Fox took this, these Marvel movies mm-hmm. would not have been possible without. Of course. Hugh Jackman. Of yeah. course. Like I, I like Hugh Jackman as Wolverine. I like, you know, but like you said, to be the focal point of all these movies, it's like, eh. Like you, you should have just you should have developed some other characters, right? Outside of maybe Jennifer Lawrence. Like yeah. that that like that was your I'm gonna try to do this. I don't really think it paid off. Especially once you're getting rid of better actors like exactly. Patrick Stewart and uh Magneto, the original Magneto. Oh, you're talking about uh Surrey and McKillen. Yeah. McKillen. Yeah, so once you like get a get get rid of the good actors and replace, I'm not saying that these other people are bad, but they're not as good as them. You, there's it's, different pedigrees right. of acting, right. right? And so now it's like, well, where are you going? Where are you going with your movies? Like, what's going to be the driving force here? Because I, don't get me wrong, those original to me, I I didn't really like those original X Men movies. I do recognize that we wouldn't be here if it wasn't for mm-hmm. them. Uh, so. Hats off to that, but they weren't really that good. But you had your good actress, and you had your big name, and you had your up and comer. So your big name was Holly Berry. Oh yeah, uh, with the terrible, terrible African accent. Um, but that only had, lasted right. one and a half movies, by the way. Right. I think it was gone by midway through X two. That was terrible. So real um, quick, uh, wait, I don't want to interrupt you, but that movie. I want to correct myself. It's called Wit is Winter's Bone. Uh-huh. Not, oh, not Cold right. Mountain. <laughs> that was uh, Renee Zellweger. Bro- and not Brokeback Mountain. Not Brokeback Are you sure Winter's Bone wasn't the sequel to Brokeback Mountain? No. Yeah, I'm sure. Okay. Not. Yeah, and be. it really is Just actually saying. a really good movie. But anyway, I didn't mean to interrupt you, but go, go um, And then you had your up and comers, Hugh Jackman, yeah. right? And, and then, but... Who wasn't actually supposed to have the role of Wolverine? They had already cast Wolverine. The actor who played him got hurt. Mm. Hugh Jackman. Oh, really? Yeah. It was supposed to be the... Uh, uh, Doug Ray Scott from Mission Impossible 2. He was filming Mission Impossible 2, oh. got hurt on set, and they had to start X Men already. And they're like, well, who else did we, you know? Mm-hmm. Man, that like, worked out. Who was number yeah. two? And it, it was Hugh Jackman. Mm-hmm. So uh, I think he he nailed it, right? Yeah. Um, so Doug Ray Scott's not bad. I mean, he's certainly been in movies. He's coming up in, uh, uh, he's playing the father for Batwoman in the CW series. He's coming up this okay. uh, fall. So everyone's got their stuff but Logan they they focused on him so much like even though the movies and I I do love that because it was very subliminal by Fox they tell you in the first one it's not about Wolverine right that's Mm -hmm. the negative you're always thinking it's about you but you showcased him the entire time right the second movie which is still one of the better ones it's not about you but you showcased him the same, but, but you who, know. on the front of the DVDs, who's front and center? Oh, absolutely. Like, it's always. It should be Patrick Stewart, always front and center. Yeah. Oh, with, always. With then Cyclops and then Storm behind yeah. him and then everyone else. Yeah, it should be. It was just, it's, and that's marketing. That's part of what they wanted to do. And, and that's fine, right? It's not, it's their call. But I think, I feel with MCU and Kevin Feige, I think what we're going to get is we're going to get, probably five years no x-men i would hope actually but i would set that up dark phoenix is a phase ending scenario Mm -hmm. and i think feige knows that too so i think that's kind of why they've downplayed and and made sure that it was like hey don't do this because in in about a decade we're going to show you how dark phoenix is going to run and it's going to run through all their movies which is how it should dark phoenix is very much 
Thanos level. Even yeah. even Apocalypse, just in general, to me, could be bigger than a Thanos. Could have been. Like Apocalypse is what? Mm-hmm. And then, like I said, it's not even getting to the future stuff with with Strife and all that other. Oh yeah, there like, there the, goes a run right there. Like what? The Executioner series. What? Anyway, um, ah, uh, Strife was the uh, the legitimate son for Scott mm-hmm. instead of Cable because Cable was more or less a. Cl- I mean, oh, that Executioner song was beautifully done for the 90s yeah because wasn't apocalypse apocalypse was part of that too uh not as much that basically apocalypse was there but, but just to there. throw him away yeah but he was there yeah he yeah. was there though so you just like what like so much so much there um we just got off on a rant it's all yeah. good though because <laughs> not even talking about dark phoenix anymore uh but, okay so let's <laughs> let's go back to the movie right and and it's not Oh, this movie could have been so much more. Um, uh, the the my favorite character since um, Days of Future Past that is shown in spurts has been their Quicksilver, their version of Quicksilver. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, I yeah. love Quicksilver. Right, right, right. And I love that he was in the beginning of this, but then I just got sad when he wasn't there at the end. Like, where'd you go? Yeah, I did feel that. Um, again, they could have done a much better job on Scott. Mystique and Raven were just. They're, they're a throwaway character for me. I could have done that movie. And by the way, the makeup design on her, it seems like it's gotten worse with every progression mm-hmm. of the movie that features her. The first one was good. The second one was decent. By the time we get to the third one, she's not even putting on the blue face anymore until it's almost the end. Right. And by this one, I was just like, is part of your natural mutant um, fake hair? Like, cause it just looks bad. Yeah. You know, um, the only like positive things I saw when Dark Phoenix first came out was like, oh, Dazzler's in the movie. Dazzler's in the movie. It's like that's one thing that I always kind of loved about um, seeing the mansion mm-hmm. and people in the background. You could like point out like, oh, that's Jubilee. Oh, that's Iceman. Like they're yeah. not in the movie. They're not a part of the movie. But they're but there. You, but you, you can see and you can point it out if you know what you're looking for. I don't care about no Dazzler. <laughs> like, what do we do? What? That, and then and the scene itself was just like two oh, minute scene where it made no it's like random like you could have left that out altogether it had no bearing on anything yeah it's just like but you made it made it a point to so uh, stick her in there yeah right. so so the rating i'm going to give this movie and and what i'm talking about now are you're going to look at me and be like why is your rating that what exactly but uh, just fyi that is also fake tana what? Uh, I mean, what? Just, <laughs> as long as she doesn't say that during certain parts, I'll be fine. Okay. Um, <laughs> so, but the whole Dazzler thing for me in this movie, I was like, why is that there? I did love the fact that it opens with mutants being accepted. They were trying to very much play the superhero thing of the 90s where mm-hmm. everyone was okay with them. Yes, there was hatred for a little bit of it, but it was a more growing popularity. Um <clears throat> the one thing that I did not like was the bat phone into the president. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. I mean, I, it was just ridiculous. Right. It, all, it just missed a red, uh, it, it just missed a phone being red with a little glass case over it. Just like in, just like in the Batman 66 series. And one of the parts of like X-Men where the president was actually like a bad guy and the president was actually like a clone or some kind of alien or something or mutant himself. He was a mutant himself. Yeah. There have always been things in the, in the comic books where it was just, it's, it's like always the relationship wasn't like, yeah, like 
it wasn't as bad as whatever it would be. And there wasn't people cheering in the streets. Like, there were some people, but for the most part, it was like kind of the opposite of that. There were. It depends on which storyline they were in. Right. You know, obviously, Days of Future Past, anything with Stryker, Mm -hmm. um, and might I add, different from the movies, uh, Pastor William Stryker. Yeah. Because he was basically a cult leader. Mm -hmm. Um, All of that, Fox has just stuck to this mantra of. We're going to take the good parts and we're going to try to amplify it. Um, you hear multiple reports about Brian Singer, who directed, what, four out of six or however many that we're at right now. Um, none of the Wolverine stuff. But he didn't even want to pick up the comic books. He was like, just give me the storyline and let me take it from what I want to do. Um, Brian K. Vaughn, who did, um, uh, I said Brian K. Vaughn. That's wrong. Um, it is Vaughn is the last name though. But the director for First Class, he was a little bit more on with it and started yeah. reading stuff. And I'm not going to sit here and act like it just has to be spot on, <clears throat> right? Yeah. However, you, you should you, read it though. Well, yeah, because you 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 mess up um, any chance of having a future story that makes any sense. And well, then you, then you do yeah. things like you had to do with First Class and Days of Future Past to try to fix stuff, right? And then, so it's it's not a throwaway movie, but it's kind of like, it gives us a little hope. Like, okay, now they're going to go in this direction and it's going to be awesome. But like, you shouldn't have to do that in the first place if you would have just read the backstory. Well, you could tell that they actually um, had some, and I'm, I'm looking this up now because it's going to kill me. But with First Class, you could tell that they were taking the core of the characters from the storyline mm-hmm. and, and you could tell that he had paid attention right whereas in with x-men and stuff like that they were just like what's the most popular parts let me see how i can uh, weave this into a story that that i think people will like and that's not that's not how you want to do it um especially with comic books because there's a lot of adaptations nowadays um where it's got nothing to do with the storyline that we've seen before right you know, but Lord knows they understand the core of the characters and that leads to it, mm-hmm. you know? So I think that's what they should have done. Obviously that's not what happened. Um, it's killing me that I cannot find the director's name on this. Hmm. Um, but yeah, they really have to kind of, uh, kind of meet in the middle. Cause you, yeah, you have to sell stuff. That's like your job. Exactly. You have to create something that's going to sell to even people that don't know anything about comic books like me. But uh, but you also need to stay somewhat true to the original storyline because then you're gonna, like you said, you're gonna run into a problem because you have to account for everything that was written after that, right? All the future stuff. So, so what did you think about the Dark Phoenix? It was all right. Yeah, it, I was let down because I really liked. I, first of all, we saw it right away. Like we, yeah. so I didn't have a chance to hear anything about it. Nope. I didn't ha- hear, I didn't look up anything and nobody talked about it. Cause we saw it like the day it came out of the next day. And the, 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 uh, preview was really good. I mean, it looked really good. Mm-hmm. And I just was like, I didn't like the plot and I didn't like the acting. I mean, some of the acting, mm-hmm. like we said, like Michael Fassbender or whatever his name is, he was really good. And like my favorite line from the preview was the scene where he says, you're always sorry, Charles. And there's always a speech, but nobody cares anymore or whatever. Yep. The way that yep. he said that, I just was like, Ooh, yeah. like, I, I mean, I just believed it. And I was, but then it was just, I just didn't like the plot. I thought so, it was dumb. So let's talk <laughs> about the plot real quick because let's do this. Spoiler alert. Um, the, the bad guys. Um, so Magneto was not a bad guy and 
honestly, Dark Phoenix was not the bad guy. Right. So you had like an 85% of 90% of the movie where people are dying and you have you have villains, quote unquote, meaning um, Magneto and his group of people, whatever they were called. Them. I don't know if they were, you know, brotherhood, the brotherhood or I don't loose, know. what. Loosely just based on uh, the X-Men island, mutant island of Genosha, yeah, which is oh, okay, yeah. basically Sweden for mutants. Okay. No one can go in there. They're allowed to just stay. They want to be peaceful. We'll let you do whatever you have, right. whatever you want to do. That's all that was. So, Meg, so like she said, but based off the <clears throat> preview, Mm-hmm. It kind of seemed like you might have a showdown between Magneto and Professor X mm-hmm. based off that line and what was happening. So that didn't that didn't go down. Magneto wasn't a bad guy. He was like the the goodest of the good guys, honestly, at the end of the day. Um <laughs> the goodest. The goodest of the good guys. Him and um Nicholas Holt beast. Yeah. I I didn't like his acting performance though. But Nicholas Holt. Yeah. But yeah. Um even in even in the kitchen scene? I thought that was great. I thought that was that that part was, but it, it's all <clears throat> some of the issues with those one good scene, you know, that somebody might have is at that point it was a good scene, but I I didn't necessarily believe it because of how you've been acting before and after that scene, you know, like Scott, you know, what he said to Magneto, right? Yeah, I, it sounded good, but do I really believe you based off of everything else that I've seen from you? Like, I know you're capable of it because I know the history. Yeah. But you in this movie, like, I don't believe you. Like, you ain't gonna, you're not going to do nothing. <laughs> like, like, like what? I don't believe you're actually going to do anything. Yeah. It's, it's my, my, my thing. Um, as opposed to somebody like Nightcrawler, who kind of acted the same throughout the whole movie. He was kind of timid. Except for the freaking end. Where did that come from? Yeah. Like, it, it, this pacifist for yeah. the X-Men. Yeah just decides screw this and goes on a killing spree in the last yeah what 20 minutes of the movie right you know it's just not bad yeah. um he's like i gotta do what i gotta do <clears throat> yeah yeah and it's it's i know what they were trying to go for for him they were trying to go for uh someone who's going to war for the first time who still has this positive belief that you know we can still work things through and then just realizing well i i got to be a soldier right now right that's what i have to be and that's i know that's what they were trying to do with the character um sophia turner who played um gene gray dark phoenix her acting was good i mean it wasn't bad it, it wasn't um i think anything you put fassbender in though he's gonna have good acting yeah in it. yeah um it was in mcavoy there are some movies where I'm just like, uh, okay, you know, not bad, not great, not bad. Um, but Sophia Turner, uh, playing, I wanted to see more of that. Uh, if she was going to do that with dark Phoenix and this character and showing the two sides of what she was going through, mm-hmm. she did a decent enough job in there, but it, it did lend itself to want to see more. And well, and I think the other thing too, they kind of rushed the character development because there weren't a whole lot of new characters here. Right. You had the Dark Phoenix, which is a new... Just, just basically Jean Grey, but a different right, version of her. Right, different version. You had these aliens, right? But they didn't really show Phoenix. It just went from Jean Grey to Dark Phoenix. <clears throat> and so that kind of... Like, there could have been more. There could have been more there. Uh, you know, the one, the one thing about uh, continuity in the Fox universe for X-Men is that it doesn't exist. <laughs> Um, it's just not there by any stretch of the imagination. Uh, 
because I kept thinking about this one. And I'm like, okay, well, how does this get back to, you know, um, Days of Future Past where everyone came back and they were perfectly fine and all happy at the school after this movie, you know, and we're never going to know, you know, we can only speculate and fan fiction the hell out of it because, um, well, Marvel has, you know, Disney Mm -hmm. has it now. Yeah. It's Disney's. Um, but man, it just, again, I can't wait to rate this because you're going to be like, you still rated it. Yeah. We, Fox has put out crappier movies than this by far, just in the X-Men universe. Yeah. Um, so again, I, I, I know, you, you know, you came out thinking, man, I, <clears throat> you know, I'm, I'm de- let down and disappointed. This is first. The first thing is this is the first X-Men movie I did not see opening weekend. Mm-hmm. Um, but this is also, I didn't come out thinking that it was worse. I came out thinking like, oh my gosh, okay, this is not as bad. And I started piecing together all the things I think that just put it in that limelight. It, it's very much a victim of lame duck status. You mm-hmm. know nothing's coming out of this after it, right. or this version anyway. Yeah. Right. You know, you were hoping to go out on a bang, but you went out with the restrictions that were placed on you and how you went out. Could have been infinitely worse than what it was. That's how I took it. Yeah, and I think uh, a lot of the, the negative headlines that I saw were more about how much money it didn't make and them mm-hmm. trying to tie that into a storyline where it's like, oh, well, it must have been a bad movie because it didn't make as much money as it was supposed to. And I'm just like... I'm just reading these articles and I was like, this is silly. But as that kept going on and on and on, more less and less people went to go see yeah. it because of, in part anyway, of these negative articles. And it's just like, well, it probably would have made another 50 million if you didn't keep just bashing talking it. about how much it didn't make. It's like, this is, this is kind of silly to me. Like and I, in every article I read, there was nothing tangible about the movie. Like, oh, it was bad acting, it was bad CGI, it was none of that. It was just, oh, it didn't make yeah as much money this as this. is the lowest profitable X-Men ever, blah, blah, blah. Lost the most money, blah, blah, blah. Like, it, what? Like what? <clears throat> um, so, for it example, it's, it's uh, John Wick has made more money at this point. Mm-hmm. But when I first was looking at all this, they were in the same category. So, I'm like, I've heard nothing but, I've never seen a John Wick movie. I've, I've heard nothing but good things about That's John. blasphemy, man. Eh. I haven't either. <laughs> So, I, but I've never heard anything but good things about these movies. Mm-hmm. Yet, if you look at how much Dark Phoenix made versus John Wick, they're in the same ballpark. Yeah, but you're so, looking at production value on what it costs to make that movie. When you have a movie that costs two hundred million as opposed to one that costs ten million, your profit margin is a lot different. Yeah. That's... So I understand that, but I, I'm just simply talking about these articles. Yeah. Like, since it didn't make five hundred million opening weekend, it must be a bad movie. Yeah. And it's just like that's stupid. That logically, that's that's not logical at all. This this is the problem that, um, and I I would love to do a show fully on this. Marvel Studios has gotten everyone used to a certain level of thinking, mm-hmm. and because of that, if it's not making Marvel Studio golden cocaine money, like we like to say, um, then it's just not good enough. Mm-hmm. Look, this weekend, Endgame just became the number one movie all time. Finally passed her Titanic. Yep. Or not Titanic, Avatar, sorry. Avatar. Um and it's oh it's a success, it's blah blah blah. But that doesn't make that movie good. Right. Everything that goes into it has to make it good. I, I didn't know how to feel about it when I first saw it the first time. Like it wasn't a bad movie. Certainly there's never gonna be another movie like that where there's so much um 
Well, I think I said this group. before. I, I, I think they, I think they can. I, and I just don't know if you can. I, there are now, if you, if you want to or not, that's a different story. Yeah, but I think you can. It, it's, it's, it was an event movie. Like I'm, if you did not get to see Endgame in a theater packed full of people, I don't think you get the same effect. Mm-hmm. Um, I had not been in my lifetime in a movie where it was so grounded that the audiences were either crying or yelling or cheering I, I think or the laughing. Only, the only one that I was a part of that had like any type of emotion was like Black Panther. Yeah, because I I went to see <clears throat> that during yeah. the hype of it, and people were just kind of all into it, uh, and that was one of the biggest roars I heard from the crowd in Endgame was when Black Panther yeah. showed up. I think a bigger roar came from Captain America using a hammer. Yeah, well, and and even then, like for Arthur, and I had a friend who when she went to go see it, and and she's one of the few people out there she could not stand Black Panther. She had a real problem with it. She's like, I just don't like it. I don't care for it. She goes, but. She goes, in Endgame, it's the first person you see. She goes, I cried. Aww. And she was like, I just don't know why. She goes, because I don't like the character. And I said, mm-hmm. you cried because you knew at that point in the mo- the movie, everything was about to become okay and it was about to turn. I was like, and that's what he represented. I was like, but all that to sit there and say is they've got us on this expectation that it's got to hit certain numbers and not even all of their movies hit those numbers. You look at a Thor of the Dark World yeah, or an was, Iron Man three. Yeah, but that Thor was not a good movie. <laughs> no, and it wasn't. It, um, it wasn't like. But a, so I don't know if it's ex- expectations for from a money standpoint, or if it's literally, literally just this is the barometer now as far as the quality of the movie. Well, no, it is. It like, absolutely is. Like, like we always talk about on this show, it's like, hey, there has to be a standard. Like, well, it was a good movie. Well, compared to what? Yeah. Um. Like, what are you? What are you comparing it to? Not, not you, but yeah. whoever I'm talking to and debating with that day. Like, what are you comparing this to, though? Because if you're comparing it to Hellboy, then okay, yeah, yeah. Aquaman is the best movie ever made. Then, yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know. By what the mean? way, and I'm, this is a dig for Jason when he if he hears this, and that's any Hellboy movie. <laughs> 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 I hated them all. I mean, you you see what I'm saying? Yeah. But if you, if you're comparing like Aquaman to like Infinity War, it's like yeah. no. Like no, that's that's not a no, not a that's not <clears throat> on the same. It 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 does defy the standards though. I think, and, and I've been wanting to tell you this for a while. I just I never wanted to eat because I knew eventually we were going to be on each other's shows. Yep. So one of the things that I've always wanted to say is it's go back to the Snyder movies for DC. Mm-hmm. I really do feel they're ahead of their time, and really I think uh, Jay oh, I can never remember his last name. Um, but he was talking about the movies one day and he said, he goes, Batman versus Superman. He goes, and even to a greater extent, Justice League, although Justice League has its fair share of problems mm-hmm. by far. Um, and you can, one of the few movies you can tell exactly when a director took over. Mm-hmm. Um, but Batman versus Superman really was a really expensive art house film. Mm-hmm. And I love that line for it because a lot of it was, it's not that he's wrong. Snyder, Marvel sits there and says, let's take the best case and happy scenario for the majority of their movies. And that's what we want to show you. Whereas in the early DC films, what they were showing you was how would this play out if it was actually today? How would we look at this if it was actually today? Mm-hmm. And no one in this day and age, you want to go and kind of be uplifted and, and kind of leave a little bit happier when you go see a movie well, I, as opposed I, to coming out depressed about your heroes. No, yeah. I don't. I love infinity war for that. And because I, I oh, because it was like oh my gosh, what? Like, like everybody just died. 
like not, everybody, not just but. everybody, but half of all <laughs> known existence died. Mm-hmm. And yeah. and I I love that because I, I I used to watch. I don't don't watch it as much anymore. But uh, when I used to work at Blockbuster, shout out, I used to get all my free rentals, and I used to watch a lot of Asian. You know, had to be dubbed because I don't mess with them subtitles. But I used to watch a lot of Asian cinema, and a lot of times the, the good guy died at the end, like quite often. Like yeah, that was guy, part of the, that's still part of their and his family and yeah. whoever died, but the bad guy also would die, and, th- and then the movie would go off. Well, we always talked about Infinity War being this though. The the good guy still won. It just who is your definition of the good guy? Mm. In Infinity War, because look at who had the most screen time. It was Thanos. Listen to the music at the end of Infinity War. It ends on a high, it's it's solemn, but as it's ending, when he's sitting there looking at the farm, mm-hmm. it ends on a high note. Right, that was his story, and from his point of view, he succeeded in doing what he set out to do. So, yeah. and it's good, right? Like I, mm-hmm. I love that. So, but is that standard that they've set too high? I think that would be the question that should be asked for movies like this. Yeah. Well, I think luckily for them, like we've been talking about, you you have other big stories and characters, and it's it's big enough just with the stories we know, but they can take it and tweak it and make it maybe not better, but bigger than it was yeah. in the comic books. Because you do have Apocalypse, you do have you know Cable, and you do have the future Gene, you know, and Cyclops, yeah. and um, you know Weapon X, and you know Beast, and and Cyclops being bad guys, quote unquote, and um, Dark Phoenix, if it's done correctly, uh, Sentinel, the whole thing with the Sentinels, you you have that, you have other big stories that can all come together and make another in-game esque yeah. event. Then you have crossover things like one of my biggest problems with the Avengers that there was, there was no X Men. I mean, there was no Wolverine. Yeah, in these Avengers, there was no you know Storm. She had a little stint with the Avengers. They could have done more with what they had. Um, so that. It's, so it's not it's not that it was bad. They could have done more, which means they can still do more. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. So that that's still they, there. They can. Yeah, for them. Yeah. Um, now what they do after that, I don't know. <laughs> you know. Yeah. But and it's going to be interesting because you have. We are used to seeing in the Marvel universe, the the MCU, a certain set of powers, which so far. Captain Marvel is quote unquote the strongest one. Yeah. But we haven't seen mutants yet. Right, except for and, Scarlet Witch. Yeah, and this power level is about to completely change. Yeah. The, like, Captain Marvel, yeah, you're the strongest right now. Right. You know, but... one, exactly. <laughs> once we get into all these other mutants, you, your subset of powers are going to change, and that's not even talking about Fantastic Four and what they can do. Right. You know? So, um, so I, I, and I, I think I said that on one of the other podcasts, where it's just like, you, you start introducing, like, the X-Men mm-hmm. to that Thanos fight. And it's like it's a lot shorter fight. It's a lot shorter, like yeah. But not the. And let me make this clear for people who are not comic book, you know, nerds. Not the X Men you saw in Dark Phoenix. Not not those. Yeah. Not those X Men. Like X Men done proper. Yeah. Like, yeah. The Thanos fight is. <laughs> it's it's it with it's it's a lot shorter with a lot less people involved. Right. I mean that's really how it is, and that's. Um, it could save them because when you get to a Galactus, mm-hmm. you know, when you get to um, uh, the Celestials, mm-hmm. you know, it's, it's a lot different of a fight, right? you know? So it's like, oh man, Thanos what? is powerful. Nah, he's not, the, he's not no, yet. Not no. yet. It's, it's a manufactured power. Yeah. 
um, as opposed as opposed to a natural power. So just to touch back on something we had before, the other problem you have with these X Men movies when you make Wolverine like the hero yeah. is that you limit the types of fights that you can have oh, yeah. based off of his powers. Like you're now limited into this box. If he's going mm-hmm. to be the hero, you're limited in what you can yeah. do now. You have to shortchange the other characters. Yep. Yep. Because if not, every fight should be able to be stopped by Xavier pretty quick. Xavier, yep. Yeah. Or, yeah. or or Gene or Gene and um, Cyclops. Yeah. I, again, you just you wouldn't. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Or Storm. <laughs> yeah, you just wouldn't last. Maybe maybe not Beast. Um, maybe not Angel. Even though Angel did, you know, jack up Apocalypse. But um. Yeah, it's your your power levels definitely have to be set, and and so this Dark Phoenix review to me is more or less. It's not the worst X Men movie out there, by so, far. So, with that being said, let's go ahead and get into our scores. Then, what did you score? Okay, the, the Dark uh, Phoenix. So here, here's what I'm talking about. It's going to be higher than what you think. <laughs> okay, I gave it a seven point seven. Okay. Oh, that's not that's not higher than I thought. Yeah, no, I was I couldn't go higher than again. It two points right off the bat killed four. Raven mm-hmm. Mystique. I, I'm sorry. I mean that that did lose two points. But it's a seven point seven. Um this movie had so much potential. Even with what was coming with the Fox buyout, they they could have still salvaged it. You'd already delayed it, delayed it one more time. Get it right. Yeah. You know, get it as far as away from in game as possible because that thing's a freaking juggernaut. And, yeah, at the, at the mm-hmm. point where you, you know, even started hearing rumblings about Fox being yeah. um, bought out just turn it into anything else yeah like you could have just yeah. done whatever you could have had dark phoenix kill everybody and just end the movie yeah like which i have kind of expected right so as opposed to accidentally killing one person <laughs> yeah oh my gosh yes um 6.72 whoa yeah that's pretty um, low that's pretty low but, but it's not the lowest though no i mean that's yeah, yeah. What a 6.72 tells me is, you know what? If it's on TV, I'm going to watch it. Maybe not give full attention to it, but it can be on in the background. That's what that tells me. Yeah. 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 You know. Um, it was a little bit higher at first, and then I had to go back and kind of look at it. Because I, I, unfortunately, it's been so long since we've seen it. Mm-hmm. Once I started looking at the acting, at first, like, I had the acting at, like, an 8. And then I was like, I don't like Jennifer Lawrence. And then I, I killed it. And then I remember Cyclops. And then I remember Beast. And I was just like, yeah, let's lower that some more. Because I was like, this is not. And, you know, my take on Professor X is just, eh. You know, so there wasn't any anybody that was just like. You're just not a McAvoy fan, are you? I'm not. As, as far as him being Professor X, no. And I think we talked about this off air a couple of times. My main One of my main problems with him, it has nothing to really do with his acting. But you don't age, bro. Ever. Oh, yeah, that is true. It's just you with no hair in a wheelchair now. And it's like, but you look the same. And it's like, supposed to be 30 years right. from the first one. Right. Yeah. And I'm just like, 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 it's just not believable. And then you're supposed to be the leader of like all of these people. And then you interact with Magneto and he looks older. And it's just like, this doesn't even, this just doesn't, doesn't even look right. <laughs> um. So yeah, six point seven two. And honestly, a lot of the lower score came from the end credits. The fact that that there was none. Not that I expected any, but it would have been like an awesome like boost to the movie if there was some sort of MCU tie-in. 
Oh, I didn't even count the end credits. Well, the closest we got was the the Phoenix flying back over. So you know Jean didn't die. No, but she hadn't flew into the sun yet either. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Okay. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I got you. Comic, Comic flashback right there. Right, right. Um, but yeah, so I got a zero for the end credit. So if they, if like, it would have greatly impacted the score, probably would have been closer to your level yeah. if they would have had like some kind of MCU flash of something. Feige wants to scrap all that. He even even if care. it wasn't X-Men related, if it was like Deadpool showed up and was just like something, just, just, say just saying something. Well, that's it guys. Yeah. Something, something. like something that would have been like so dope as opposed to this, like you said, lame duck. It's just like uh, kind of yeah. over here and it's just like, okay, well that's over. Now we just wait. Yeah. Um, and wait and wait and wait. Five, five plus is what I'm guessing. So what do you got over there? Did you like, did you actually score it or did you like, no, I scored it. Oh, I just, it? I didn't count. I originally didn't count the end credits because you know, there weren't any, so well, I, well, I really think that goes to, to Ray's or Raymond. Raymond. Oh, oh sexy. <laughs> <laughs> to his point where it's like, you know, Marvel kind of set this expectation now. Yeah. Or MCU anyway. Set this expectation. So I'm expecting in credits now for a lot of the movies that I go see. Everything. And there was none here. So oh. it's like I gotta knock y'all for that. Like So I gave it a seven point three. Okay. It originally was 7.9 without the end credits. So it was close to yours, yeah. but uh, yeah, the, I guess the fact that there wasn't any kind of lowered that. So not, not that we care, but uh, 23% Rotten Tomatoes, 43% Metacritic, but a six on IMDb and a 74% for Google users. So We're, it's about average. It's about average. It's about the score you would expect from something like this. Yeah. This is definitely... You know, like you said, if it came on TV, I might watch it or have it on the background, yeah. but I wouldn't like put it on to watch it yeah. and I would never buy it. So this is perfectly mediocre. Yeah. So I wouldn't go buy this. However, if you would like to buy it, <laughs> make sure to visit our website, anxgamecenter.com slash shop. Use our Amazon affiliate links. Kick back a few dollars to the show so we can do more giveaways for you all on Instagram, on Twitch, all of that good stuff. So if you want to buy it, go there. Uh, you can also visit our Amazon storefront. I believe it's amazon.com slash shop slash ANX GameCast. We'll have Dark Phoenix pre-orders ready to go right there. Click on it. Which I'll tell you, I'll end up buying this, but it's just because I'm a completionist. Okay. I've already got everything else. Uh, also, with stuff like that, uh, don't talk about our professional show. Y'all have a professional podcast. We're, no. we're trying <laughs> to catch up to y'all. What? <laughs> um, so anyway, just had to throw that out there. Even though we're not going to buy it. Well, Ray is. But I'm going to. Even though we're not, you go buy it. If you do want to <laughs> go buy it, yeah. Okay. Go buy it for me. There we go. <laughs> there you go. Um, so anyway, we got our scores. Anything else we want to touch on on Dark Phoenix before we move on to our... I think we covered a lot. Yeah. That was a long segment. It was, yeah. but half of them wasn't even about Dark Phoenix. <laughs> <laughs> There's a bunch of history and how things were and what yeah. you expect. Me trying to keep up with the comic book aficionado with trying to remember things from 25 years ago. Yeah, you, so much useless information. That comes from owning a comic book store, which we, me and hey. Jason did for a little bit. Yeah. So, yeah. So anyway, let's go ahead and move into... Round three. And let's talk about what we've been mentioning kind of the whole show. San Diego Comic-Con is... Is it still going on? What's today? It's today's yeah. Sunday. Today's so last it's the last day. day. Okay. So it's still going on. However, um, Marvel, MCU, they had their panel yesterday. Jeez. 
that was, you know, Marvel skipped last year because they were just like, you know, with Endgame and everything else, we we really can't bring anything, and we're not announcing anything till after Endgame. So last night they just kindly, you know, said, "Okay, well, um, here's your ass. We're gonna start to kick it all over the place, and here we go." And they just dropped a ton of information on us, right? So what we plan on doing is just kind of going through the big things that they announce and let's all kind of give our quick opinions on, you know, if we're interested or not. And if we are really, really interested, let's let's dive into it a little bit. So the first thing on this list, I don't know what order this is in, but it is uh, Eternals. And what is that? I have no clue. I don't know anything about this. Okay. So the Eternals are basically the first beings in existence oh. okay. of the right. Marvel Universe Period. or in so, this world yes. so Adam and yes. Eve okay. in this world so Adam and Eve no it goes S- beyond S- that snakes and apples uh, no dinosaurs <laughs> we're talking about how space was devoid of of anything and so yeah. um, you know the, the comic book series um, it's it's a long time it, it'll be interesting I want to see how it goes first um, I, don't, I don't know if I can talk greatly about it right now Okay, uh, it's interesting. Interesting. Okay. So, that? what they're saying they're coming out with something like a show? No, they got a movie coming out. A movie. So okay, that's the next big thing. Okay. Um, the Falcon and the Winter Soldier. I don't even think I like the way that's even worded, but okay. I want to see it. But I, it, I got to. These are characters. So, Falcon and Winter Soldier, of course, yeah. from the MCU. Um, Falcon was with, actually, both of them oh. were with. Uh, yeah, Falcon. Falcon. Right. I know. I know. I know. Um, for those of y'all who couldn't see, I just saw arms go up and go Falcon. You know, like you're flying. <laughs> we need the cameras. And Bucky, uh, right? Bucky's and the Winter Bucky. Soldier. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Took me a second. Um, so, what I will quickly say about this, and this, so this applies to all the the Disney Plus. I'm getting more excited for Disney mm-hmm. Plus after yesterday yes however i'm still not 100 percent sold on these marvel and definitely not the dc shows detective comics i don't care none about that but as far as the <laughs> show that's a whole nother show between us so yeah that's a whole nother so like you said marvel set the mcu set the bar this high so it's hard for me to go watch you know infinity war and then go watch agents of shield like i i can't i can't do that it's let me see if I can do this real quick. So hopefully these are higher quality than what I've seen so far. The Disney Plus shows will be absolutely grounded in the MCU proper. Mm-hmm. It won't be throwaway lines like it was in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. It won't be throwaway newspaper clippings like it was for the Netflix series. Mm-hmm. In fact, they're even basically saying that the Netflix series and Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., they're dead to us. Mm-hmm. These will happen in the movie universes and they're right. limited to six to eight episodes uh, for those runs so with that being said yes i'm getting more and on board with what may happen as far as these tv shows but as of right now so falcon and winter soldier it's like i'm not like super excited yet but by the time 2020 2021 comes around i might be i'm stuck i'm i'm looking forward to that one um shang chi and the legend of the ten rings so they're gonna actually introduce the real mandarin and not the one that we saw from Iron Man 3. Mm-hmm. And so that's what this is about. I'm looking forward to it. It's our first uh, Asian Kung Fu hero. Mm-hmm. Um, not just from comic books, but also definitely from the movies. So they have to get this right. They got to get it right. Um, and it, I think it, doing it, the Mandarin is good. I got, I got a feeling that here, just depending on how they tie the character into other MCU movies, it might have a might have a big appeal here. But over in Asia, 
Like you have to get this right. Yeah, you have. It's kind of like the whole Scott Summers thing. Like you have to get that mm-hmm. right. Like um, they're going to have to get Scott Summers right in MCU, especially with Cable. They they have to get him right. They have to get this right. Well, both actors so far for the the lead roles, they they're on their way. We'll see. One, what else? Wanda Vision. One division. Wanda Vision. Oh, Wanda. So oh, Wanda, like with the Scarlet Witch, and this is supposed to tie directly into what I guess is next on your list, but Doctor Strange uh, sequel. Mm-hmm. Um, I like Doctor Strange. I did. So she's going to be part of that sequel. Okay. Um, I can't wait to see. And Paul Bentley's coming back as Division, mm-hmm. and this may, may not be a time travel movie. Don't know. Yeah. Hmm. Um, the name itself has not gotten me excited, but the Wanda we saw in Endgame. Like, yeah, give me some more of that. Feige and uh, both um, Feige and who's... Uh, I just forgot who plays Wanda. Is that the Olsen sister? Yeah, yes, Olsen, thank you. Yeah. Um, Elizabeth Olsen. They yeah. both said that there's a specific reason why it's called WandaVision. Mm-hmm. Um, so we'll see how it goes. I have a theory about it. I think they're going to bring her reality bending stuff that we've seen in X-Men comics. I think they're going to bring that to the forefront with this. I like her. I yeah. like Elizabeth Olsen. Yeah. She's the only Olsen twin or Olsen sister that doesn't make me uh, yeah, want to the other ones, I poke don't an know. eye out. Yeah, they went off the grid or I don't know. So next actually is Loki. I'm, so I don't know why they didn't do Doctor Strange next, but it's it's the Loki and this is stuff we've been hearing about as far as Loki and did they confirm that it will be about when he disappeared in 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 game that is confirmed with the, with the tesseract okay he's also going to be time jumping yeah okay. so not a big fan of the logo design but yeah it looks yeah that looks, looks, cool, looks um, weird it looks cheap and, and crappy like, yeah I agreed um now nah, this logo design looks dope dr strange in the multiverse of madness yes so the multiverse of madness if wanda is playing in heavily into this mm-hmm. my guess is if i was marvel i'd do a twist my villain in this would be wanda I'd be really interested to see how they're going to do this. Well, she she wasn't always a, like the, the goodest of people, right? No, and so. definitely in the comic book, they definitely play up the fact that she's been uh, the bad guy, right? So, yeah. I hope that's what they're going to be doing here. Yeah. Um, and then Marvel Studios, what if this is probably one of the ones that I didn't really read up a lot on. Okay, so what if is going to take? Uh, it's going to be their first animated. Uh, Okay. series so the what if comic books that came back during the 70s was basically taking popular characters mm-hmm. and they were twisting them yeah so what if bruce banner you know had created a smart hulk off the bat what if captain america as opposed to the recent hydra development but what if he was actually developed by hydra what instead if wolverine stabbed cyclops and i you got wait it. no no that actually did happen yeah uh <laughs> and that was uh age of apocalypse um uh, the actual one, not the one that we got with Age of Ultron. Yeah. Um. But yeah, so that's going to be animated, and they've got many of the main uh, uh, movie actors coming back to voice their characters for cool. this. So that's, that's cool. actually pretty cool. It's yeah. a who's who's list of uh, the current actors. Cool. So next on the list, Hawkeye. Cannot wait. One of my favorite parts of Endgame was seeing Hawkeye go completely ballistic and become Ronin. And just so is this him as Ronan story? It's both. So okay. part of it will be how did he become Ronan, and the other part will be the training of his next uh, his basically his protege. Mm-hmm. So it's going to be involving Kate Bishop, which for current Hawkeye readers in the past decade, 
That's a huge character. Mm-hmm. Someone that we've been waiting to see. So, yeah, so I'm down with that. Yeah. Um, I'm cool with that. Uh, anything else related to him, I don't care. Like, <laughs> <laughs> He's like, uh, I'm cool with that. Right, right, right. Um, oh, this looks like uh, He-Man and ha- Masters of the Universe. Uh, Thor, Love and Thunder. Love and Thunder. What do we know? We know Jane Foster is going to be the female version of Thor, uh, which has happened in the comic book, so there's precedent. Um, the latest thing also is that Valkyrie, because she is queen right now of... Mm-hmm. As of new Asgard, yeah. Um, she is also going to be, uh, according to Feige, as of last night, she will be the official first LGBT main character in okay. a Marvel movie. Um, so she's looking for a queen to rule by her side as part oh. of the subplot. Oh to wow! The, to the movie. Well, what about but what about the guy Captain America was talking to in uh, in Endgame? Manky, oh my gosh, dude, that just... <laughs> <laughs> no, no, yeah, I'm not even gonna go there. Oh, okay, uh, okay. but yeah, yeah, all right, yeah, all right. that's okay. funny. I like that. Uh, um, uh, although Russo is a main character in the MCU, I don't care what anyone says. Yeah. Both of the Russo brothers are. Yeah. Um, next one that I'm not super excited for, um, Black Widow. I don't know how I feel about this. So what we know is it's gonna take. It should cover three major time events. Number one is her going through the Black Widow program, so the Red Room stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, number two is going to be uh, the events between Civil War mm-hmm. uh, and Infinity War. Uh, number three is the one that I really want to see is they're finally going to touch on what happened in Budapest. One of the ongoing gags that throughout. keep talking about. Is, but, you know, this is not Budapest. This is Budapest. Well, we've come a long way from Budapest. Right. They're actually going to touch a little bit on Budapest. So, mm-hmm. my, my, my concern with this, uh, I'm, a, I'm hoping that they haven't already started filming this movie. Oh, it's almost done. Well, I, let me take that back. I hope that they have not been filming this movie for three years. I think I first heard about a Black Widow movie like three years ago. So my concern is like something similar to what happened with Dark Phoenix. Where they have to change it. Like you're changing so much it other stuff and you just happened. keep, yeah, you, you, you just keep reshooting it, stuff. And this, cause I heard about it a long time ago. They tried. They didn't get script till last year. Endgame was done and they knew it wasn't going to be a sequel right it was going to be a, a prequel and they kind of came out and confirmed that because it's it's prior to the events of endgame and does it come out too late meaning the fact that it's a prequel i would have rather had it before yeah she died in endgame spoiler alert because no one's seen that movie <laughs> yeah it no one's seen endgame so <laughs> <laughs> sorry we spoiled it so, my bad y'all <laughs> Uh, um, I bet you James Cameron now knows that everyone's seen that movie. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, but you, you know what I'm saying? It's kind of it. like... Um, I have that feeling too. Like, I don't know how to feel about this. I, I'm looking forward to it because I, I think that it's way past its time. This movie right. should have been five years back. Right. Um, we'll I, see. I think I'm going... I'm only going to enjoy it because I think I'm going to want to hold on to these Avenger characters as long as yeah. I can. So even though it's a prequel and whatever, whatever... As long as I still have Scarlett Johansson as Black Widow, then I'm good. Yeah. Like I'm as much as I want a new Wolverine, just because I wanted him in the Avenger storyline, I'm not sure how I'm gonna feel about a new Wolverine. Like it might be too soon. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. It needs to be about five years before we see. It. And if I'm Marvel, X Men doesn't have Wolverine when when they first get out. I'd have the core five. Well, and he he's always in and out anyway, so you yeah. can easily tell stories where he's not around. And make it make sense. Yeah. As opposed to, again, I've said this a lot, and maybe 
you know, maybe you have an answer, maybe you don't, but this universe, this Avengers universe doesn't really make a whole lot of sense. The fact that there's no X-Men involved. My- just, just in general, it's like, how in the world is Thanos coming down, wrecking shop, doing all this crap, and like no one else is helping? So we were talking about this on the last episode, um, especially with Spider-Man Far From Home. If I was Tony, I was wishing, or not wishing, I was wanting for two things to happen when I snap my fingers the second time at the end. Um, one is, of course, the outcome that we all saw. Everybody's gone. My second wish is either to make sure that the world's always going to be protected, whatever that takes, and boom, the blip not only brings people back, but the blip also causes mutations. Mm. And that's part of his secondary process to that. Mm-hmm. Um, we specifically tied it into Spider-Man Far From Home, and this is not a spoiler by any stretch of the imagination. Spoiler alert. Um, <laughs> he just but, likes to push the button. I know. But, uh, well, she's sexy. She can say spoiler <laughs> alert all she wants. Um, but I would do it in such a way that I was also thinking it would be great. You have this five-year jump mm-hmm. from Far From Home and Endgame and everything's you know, we're missing five years. Um, that would have been a perfect time for Miles Morales because we know based off the events in Homecoming, Miles Morales exists mm-hmm. to get to the age of Spider-Man. And, uh, you know, and I would even say that the reason he's so close to his uncle is because his parents got just, you know, were caught up in the snap, raised by his uncle, Do- Donald Glover. Mm-hmm. Um, and then when he snaps, he was wishing for, not wishing, but he was wanting for something for Peter and whatever those uh, things were for him to be a better person to amplify his power or whatever so that Peter's always protected in Tony's mind. Instead, when with everything going on, it just went in a, this kid, Miles Morales, mm-hmm. and suddenly you, you can have an, uh, a Miles Morales Spider-Man around at the same time. Well, I think that goes back to something I've said before, which is if I'm going to go recruit a new Avenger and I'm going to New York or I'm already in New York, whatever... I'm going to Professor Xavier's house. Yeah. I'm not going to no 16-year-old Peter Parker, whatever. So, like I said, I, I get it. I get it. Because we get it. Because yeah. contractually speaking and all this other stuff and yeah. who bought what and who owns what properties and blah, blah, blah. So, I get it. However, like I said, that's just silly to me. Yeah, I like, agree. I'm gonna I'm a, I'm a go grab a Cyclops or somebody else. The easiest explanation that they're going to do for the MCU and mutants it would be multiverse. That's really the safest, quickest, cleanest thing to say is, you know... They didn't exist in this, in this world. In this world, right. And last but not least, at least I hope not, Blade. Who so, saw that coming? I, I didn't, but I've been a big you know, I'm not big on the Blade bandwagon. I don't, shouldn't say that. But all the hype around Black Panther that I didn't necessarily agree with. Oh, Black Superhero, blah, blah, blah. What about Blade, man? No, Blade was the first. Like, what are y'all talking about? What I about, never saw it. What Is, about Shazam? Was that like, Wesley Snipes, Blade? Yes. Yeah, I and never he, saw that. Here's the thing. Every movie, I mean, I know we talk about X-Men or... We either talk about um, uh, Singer's X-Men or Rami Spider-Man as being what ushered in this new era. There were two defining moments to me that ushered in the new era of comic book movies. Number Mm -hmm. one, Batman and Robin. 
Okay. This movie sucked on an epic scale so much <laughs> that everybody looked and said, we're not doing this again. Mm-hmm. Like, if we are going to redo something, it's got to be better than this. And the second one was Blade. Marvel was so ashamed of it that when you watch that first film, the Marvel Entertainment thing is briefly shown. Mm-hmm. But they had to sell the rights because during the time, Marvel Studios, not even Marvel Studios at the time, Marvel Comics, they were going through bankruptcy. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we came infinitely within weeks close of DC owning Mm Spider-Man, X-Men, stuff like that, because they were just looking to make money and get them out of bankruptcy. Right. But Blade, Blade has to be the grandfather of, or, you know, of everything that we see today. And I didn't, I didn't necessarily have a problem with Blade. No, I think it, the first one was great. Right. And then I think the only, like, some of the bad acting I saw, was it Blade 1 or 2 that had, like, the professional wrestlers that were in there? Was Triple H in it? That was 3. Was that 3 he was that in? That was 3. Okay, so 3 was the horrible. Yeah. Like. Well, was, everyone that worked that movie said it was horrible. Yeah, but it had nothing to do with Blade. I can't, and I can never remember. What was the name of the little duo Jessica Biel and um yeah that was what uh, was their name like, for uh, Hannibal little... King and um uh, Whistler's daughter I can't remember what their little but, duo was called but they, but they, they were, were trying to do a spinoff they were they setting were, this up to do a spinoff they for, were supposed to be the Night Stalkers there we go Night Stalkers Night Stalkers right, and right. it just didn't have you've got so much untapped movie ideas throughout it's just it's unlimited it really is so I'm gonna butcher the guy's name but um I'm not even gonna try. Um, last name's Ali, right? Last name's Ali. There we go. So he did he just win for um some movie that I didn't see? Yeah, the bigger thing here though is this is what made them this this is how we now know Netflix characters don't matter. This was one of the minor major villains in I think the second season of Luke Cage. Mm-hmm. Which means that now and he was great in it. Yeah, yeah. Um and now what this means is Marvel has always said once you play a character you're never going to play the same. You don't get to play another character in the MCU. I think there's only two actors that have done that. But for them to take a main character from one of their shows and make him now a, a main character feature, that basically means that Netflix, they didn't care. Yeah. So, which is oh. sad because Netflix, the most definitive versions of those characters that we ever received. So what's the over under on seeing Wesley Snipes in this movie? Uh, I'll take the over. I think he's in there as something. Maybe, maybe he plays Whistler this time around. Yeah, I I could buy that. Yeah, I need to probably go see the originals. Yeah, see the first two. The third, third one, one's uh, it's not gonna hurt you missing that one. No, no, yeah, I don't even think it hurt Wesley Snipes missing that one. He wasn't in it either. <laughs> right, right, right. But he showed it, sued the crap out of him. I yeah. tried to anyway. Jeez, that's well, crazy. Because. He needed money because he basically he mich- he michelled Williams his venom way through that. Oh Lord! So, so what about the Natalie Portman Thor? I don't. I I'm interested to see. I want to see how much they take from the comic books. Um, I look the director. Uh, I'm gonna butcher his name, Wakiti. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he did stuff for the for Ragnarok that I just wasn't expecting. So he really recreated that character. So. Thor four, if if it's about Thor, and Natalie Portman's playing a female version of him, which again we've seen in the books, how much does Chris Hemsworth actually factor into it? Because that'll be Natalie Portman will be one of those people that has now played multiple people, 
right in the marvel universe no. because she played natalie portman played his love interest in the first thor but it's still his love interest it's still going to be jane foster oh oh okay so, yeah. Yeah. Okay. It, it's, you said that earlier. You said Jane Foster, yeah. but I'm like, I don't know who that is. Okay. Uh, yeah, I'm so with she, you now. <laughs> so she played Jane what? Foster. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah. Jay-Z wasn't with you either. Uh, <laughs> so she played Jane Foster in there. And in the comic books, there is a certain point where she gets uh, uh, control of Meow Meow, which I love that from the Thor flicks. Meow Meow. Um, she, gets con- she gets control <laughs> and uh, she becomes a female version of Thor. And it's not his mind or anything else. It's basically like captain america if he had finally taken time with the hammer mm. you know he could become that godlike person which he was because obviously he was going toe-to-toe with thanos which he hadn't before yeah you know so you'll see the same stuff happen with natalie portman but got it okay so yeah. it could just be a passing of the torch but then you never know because he should should be in guardians you should be in Guardians you, 3 I don't know you would assume especially with the delay now of them starting the filming of Guardians well so here's what we know is that they've said in addition to everything they announced they also said it currently in some type of production so we don't know if it'll come out for Phase 4 maybe even the start of Phase 5 but we know Guardians 3 Black Panther 2 right. and Captain Marvel 2 are all in various stages of pre-production right now they may still make Phase 4 we don't know hmm It'll be interesting to see. Yeah. So we will see. And just side note, I still have not seen Guardians 1 or 2. Me neither. Oh, my gosh. We need to sit down and watch. I think those are the only ones I haven't seen. We need to see Guardians 1, 2, and Ready Player 1. But we but we just picked up, finally found a, like a decent priced version of okay. Guardians 1. Yeah, we couldn't find it anywhere. For a reasonable yeah. price. Like yeah. I'm not paying $35 for that. For me, Guardians, I, I said this before it came out. I was like, you know what? Guardians is the first movie that will fill for Marvel. I remember clearly saying that. I was like, this is going to be their first bomb. I was like, I'm, I'm not behind a raccoon in a tree. This is going to... And it's one of my favorite movies from Marvel. It's I, actually one of my all-time favorite comic book movies is that first one. I was fine with, with Rocket and, and Groot. I, I didn't know if I can get behind Star-Lord. Didn't know either, but the way they... Because I'm like, I don't look at you as like any type of superhero. Chris Pratt. But, well, I don't want to ruin it for you guys. Um, Spoiler alert. Yeah, no, don't do that. All right. (laughs) But but the directors know that. I'm going to put it that way. The director of the movie knows that. Okay. So. So, we got through a lot today. So, time to wrap up the show. It's time. Cool. All right, one last thing. Uh oh. Raymond, did you ever find out that director's name? <laughs> Vaughn. Matthew, Matthew Vaughn. Matthew Vaughn. It was Matthew Vaughn. Hey. I did. And find what was out. he the director of? He was the director of First Class. And Brian K. Okay. Vaughn, as I was saying his name, it's like, no, Brian K. Vaughn is a writer that's written uh, for Marvel, DC, and um, he's got some uh, really good stuff out, including which I would love to see an adaptation of um, 100 Bullets. Um, love that comic book series. So I would love to see the something like that on HBO. Not, that's not a movie. That is, mm. that is something that's a Netflix, HBO series plus. Yeah. Thing. So very yeah. much a series. All right. So get your plug in one more time. Where can I right. see you? We are on Dallas on air under vagabond nerds. We are on Facebook, vagabond nerds, YouTube. You can pull us up by vagabond nerds. You can email us at vagabond nerds at gmail.com. Um, feel free to uh, let me see if I get this right for Facebook feel free to PM us we do uh, is that is that the right term I don't want to you a know private message yeah, yeah private a message. message for money yeah. <laughs> <laughs> whatever I gotta do I'll shake it I'll shake it for whatever all right yeah. well, well let me get my plugs in how about this social media time follow us at ANX Gamecast on Facebook Twitter Instagram Twitch SoundCloud 
and the Apple Podcast app. If you have any emails about today's show, please send them to podcast at anxgamecenter.com. And again, according to Raymond, that was six news, big news, Spotify, Google Play, Podbean, iHeartRadio. So you can check us out there. Check check us out there if you are tired of listening. However you're listening now. Damn it! Hold, hold on two seconds. Brian K. Vaughn. Sorry. Why <laughs> yeah. the Why the Last Man? Huh? Hundred Bullets was Brian Azzarello. Sorry, I just went into a. I know there's going to be someone out there going, "That's not right." You you know, fake Caucasian Mexican, and I'm they not, would be right. I'm not going to see Vagabond Nerds. He yeah. don't know what he's talking no, about. No. So so if you have any problems with anything Raymond said, email <laughs> us at. Uh, I don't care at gmail.com. <laughs> Wait, I, and I haven't done it all episode, but. That's his boo. <laughs> um, so, anyway. <laughs> Again, email us at podcast at com. That's it for today, guys. Thanks for listening to ANX Gamecast. Join us next week where we will have our full Berserk The Battle for Doldre review. See you next time. Raymond.